Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Giving Starts With You. I am so, so, so happy to have Damien Spaulding back on the show. Damien was part of our launch um, podcast, our launch episodes, pardon me. And um, he's taken some time out of his very busy schedule to come on the show. Thank you so much, Damien. My pleasure. I'm so glad to be here again, Nelia. Always a pleasure to be in your presence. Thank you. Um, so Damien is, um, how do I say this? He's an extraordinary person. He is one of the kindest, most giving people. Um, he's my son's mentor and music teacher. Um, but not only that, he just, he helps um, kids with personal growth through music. It's not just teaching them music. It's so much more than that. And uh, even in my son, I've seen him grow in ways that um, I don't think we're possible had he not met Damien. So Damien, I just want to tell you, you know, you do mean so much to our, us and our family. And I'm really excited about our interview today. Oh, no. I'm Once again, glad to be here. Glad to help however I can. I love your family. You're such a good group. And I'm so glad you have this podcast to help others as well. Fantastic. Oh, thanks. Uh, Damien has, um, he's the visionarian behind the Spalding School of Music, Spalding School of the Arts, Spalding School of Drama. There's, there's a whole plethora of schools that he's, he's, uh, he has founded. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, your backstory with your school and perhaps how, how it began? You know, I often say my my schools and is more like either a hobby gone very right or very wrong. It's a weed that took over my garden. You know, I I didn't intend to when I first started to start a mammoth thing with many divisions and everything like that. I just got into music teaching because I loved it, and I love to share the knowledge and the skills that I'd gained and 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 give others the blessings of music that that I had experienced. You know, so so that's really where it began. It actually started when I first taught my first student when I was 16 years old, you know, just, just uh, how I learned my first instrument in 30 days. And I taught them how to do the same. And, of course, it's very rare, especially back in 1990-something, to have someone that can teach you how to learn an instrument in 30 days. You know, there was no real internet like we have it. There's nothing, even the tools that we all take for granted now, the courses, just everything was all just basic boredom back then. You buy a book, learn some sheet music, and read. So, so one student became two, became 10, became 12, became 50, became and so on and so forth. And, and as I continued to grow um, and, and got celebrated as an educator, I um, bumped into other great educators. And I thought, well, I, 
what would happen if I joined forces with the right people? So to make a long story short, I met with some great drama people and then established a school of drama. I met with some great dancers and started working to make the school of dance happen. And I mean, when you, when you do the things to the best of your ability, I find you attract others that have the same heart and, and that also achieve very well. So thankfully, you built a multi-award winning school over the years as a result of that heart and that passion to, uh, to change lives positively through education. That's the story of the history of the school. And you guys have won like the Consumer's Choice Awards. How many years now in a row? I just got news. I just got news now that we won it for the fifth year in a row. And and it's, it's wild because the Consumer's Choice Awards has only been in Barrie four or five years. So from the day it opened. And I was even told that last year they changed how they actually do the metrics. And, and there's been a shifting in a lot of the people that won in past years. They didn't win it anymore. And then new winners came up this year. And it turns out I won both from the old metrics and the new. So I must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> so deserve it. You and your team. I mean, you've got a team behind you too, but. Oh my gosh, the, the team is second to none. And, and I think I think that's it. It's, it's the heart behind it all. You know, we all have the same heart to passionately impact lives in a positive way, you know, through art, whether it be drama, dance, cuisine, literature, music, fine art, yeah, just what even circus hang upside down. We all have the same heart to to um, to help others and empower others. And and it's such a, a pleasure to behold. Uh, I, sorry, I'm chuckling to myself. One of my students, you know, I, I felt so great when she started uh, getting international acclaim and getting played at hundreds of radio stations worldwide and winning her own awards as an artist. And, and, th and then she came to me one day and after one of her students was playing at one of the open mics that we were running. And she had her first, her first start at one of my open mics, right? And she's like, Damien, I now get it. I now get it. You went all these years. Like, I know the pride that you feel, the joy that you feel when your student goes out and does well, you know? And it's like, you're absolutely right. Cause that's, and that, that student is gonna be, I'm sure a teacher in the future and then have students upon students upon students. It goes for generations. And, and there are a few things that will outlive you, you know? Uh, one is art and creativity, because I know what a Mona Lisa looks like. And another, I know what, uh, I don't know, Great Big Sea, or name something, both platters. Mm -hmm. I know what their music sounds like. I was not alive mm -hmm. when it was recorded. And also, of course, the skills, the dreams, the hopes that you impart and you work with in others and, and, the, and the jewels that you store up in the lives of others. I find that is the best place to store a diamond. I'd rather not put it in a drawer, but I'd rather put it in the heart of another. And that's the heart that all of our teachers and I, I put before me every single day. How can I plant something in you that's a gift? And inadvertently, I keep getting gifts as a result, just watching people develop and grow. Oh, that's so great. See, that's another reason why I love Damien right here. What he just <laughs> said. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> so Damien, you know, for me, like I suffer from anxiety and depression and, um, the one thing that got me out of that dark place was music, whether it's just singing really loud and dancing around when nobody's watching or writing or just closing my eyes and feeling the music. Have you ever had a time in your life, or I'm sure you have many, but where you found music was the most powerful tool that you could, you know, that you could go to in your life struggles or challenges or difficult times that you faced in your life that you turned to music? 
Well, you know, a couple of years ago, to let you know the gravity of this, I I uh, was doing circus arts because you know me, I like doing many different things. And I, my wife and I were doing acrobalance, and I we shifted in a certain way. My hands were supposed to be holding her up in the air, and my finger got caught in her clothing, and I ruptured the tendon on my pinky finger, cleared it right off the bone, and and um, I went to the hospital. And I was just, I was so, I was depressed. I was in pain, yes. And and the uh, the nurse kept looking at me like, you, you, that, does that hurt? Because it looked terrible. My finger was all mangled. And and she said, I said to her, it hurts my heart more than it hurts my hand. Because I looked down at my mangled hand and I'm like, there goes piano, there goes guitar, there goes violin, there goes... My parents, when I was growing up, they always knew after I learned my instruments when I was happy because I was playing guitar. They always knew when I was sad. Because I was playing guitar. They always knew when I was upset or going through a breakup because I was playing guitar and they always knew when I fell in love because you get the idea. So to lose that. Uh, music in, in many ways, I remember just coming uh, to Barrie when we first moved to Barrie. I had employers that hurt me like you wouldn't believe. I had to move into a place without even having first and last. I, my job got taken from me after I moved. We had less than nothing. And thankfully, uh, I remember there's a church around the corner or within reach of me and I got to know them a really great group of people and they gave me a key to be able to get access to their grand piano so that I can just play and that even when the world seemed to be collapsing around me that that I can't pay rent I can't I, my foot my cupboards are empty and I don't know where the next step day is going to come I can sit down and play piano and feel nourishment and feel whole and complete it's it's is something that, you know, I threaten, if I ever threaten to lose that, I, I've lost a fifth limb, you know, it's such an important part of my life. And, and yeah, I completely agree with that, whether it be music, whether it be drama, like you dance when no one's watching you, you do, do you do fine art, you, you, you put your pains out in, in, in text, however that is, is as long as you can express uh, yourself, it's irreplaceable. Uh, a famous quote that I really like about music in particular is uh, the quote simply says, music is what emotions sound like. And that's it. I can say things in music I can't say in any other way. And, and we all need to find those capabilities to express ourselves in ways in which we cannot say in any other way. Through drama, I can be someone else for the run of a production. Through literature, I can write to be someone else or pretend to be someone else. We all, we all need that, I think, as a part of our balance. We, as we balance our creativity, we balance ourselves. No, absolutely. I found, too, for me, um, that I didn't even need to hear music that I understood. Like, it could have been I would go to chanting or, for example, music in another language. And you don't really need to understand the words all the time. It was so much a part. Like, it was just just the feeling like you can definitely feel um, absolutely i i love the uh i have the school of production where i'm teaching recording studio artists and, and videographers and audiographers I, I love bringing them to uh hans zimmer's the power of one soundtrack and you listen to the first two takes the rainmaker and i forget what the other song was there and it's all done in in african music african choirs african instrumentation but it was orchestrated with an american ear and it is some of the most phenomenal music you can hear i'd put it on a stereo system and i'd blast it i don't understand a word they're saying but by listening to it i i feel there are moments that i can see their feet stomping on on the arid arid soil in africa 
with the little um, bells that they have on their feet. And then I'm seeing myself launching above the giraffes, roaming through the fields. And it's, it's a phenomenal experience too. Again, because music, just the sheer culmination of frequencies and that expression says things that are beyond language. You don't need language when you have music. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I When I'm having a really rough day, I, I sit down at my piano and I just do some really cool jazz chord changes. They just say so much. I don't need words. Um, I think I've heard you say to some of the students before, um, you could be in a, in a group, um, a musical group, and you can just tell and go around the room just by how people are playing and how they're singing, how they're feeling that day. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's so true, you know? I remember there was one time I played in prison. Uh, I wasn't in prison, but I was visiting prison. And, uh, you know, prisoners tend to get very depressed over Christmas. So I was part of a group that we went into this old jail and and uh, we played for the inmates. And sitting in front of me was a prison guard. Uh, then there was me. I was like a teenager. It was scary being in a jail, a prison full of like, I'm going to get knifed or something. And then sitting behind me was an inmate. We're playing this old Gibson Les Paul. And, and the prison guard, he, he was okay. He hauled it together. The, the guy behind me was 10 times a musician, but he couldn't lead it because he's a prisoner. And so uh, the, the prison guard would finish a song. They'd be like, sleep in heavenly peace. And he'd have that pregnant pause at the end of the song as the prison guard would start leafing through pages. And, and as he'd leaf through pages, I don't know what else to do. So I just keep the chords going. And I just hear behind me, the prisoner. He never said one word to me. All he said was like, eh, eh, eh. kind of like, keep going, kid. Yeah, you're cool. Keep going, kid. Yeah. And, and I tell you, at the end of that experience, we must have played for a good hour, hour and a half. I could pretty much tell you how long he's in the clink, what he did to get there, the family that he's missing. He poured himself out so much in that instrument. I could hear his soul bleeding through it. That, that is a beautiful thing when I'm joining bands too. Yeah, you can have the, the one band play the same song in five different days and they'll all approach the song differently because all of a sudden on day three, the bassist broke up with their girlfriend and the and the singer got a new boyfriend. All of a sudden, poof, the, the energy changes, the feeling changes, absolutely. So a song is never played the same way twice. And and that's, at least if you're not reading sheet music, like you're actually generating, if you're, you know, culminating music at that moment in time is very in the moment, very instantaneous. And because of that, it's always something that can be respected and adored and, and appreciated at that moment in time for those that dig deep in it. Yes. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, I know that you are so far from just a music teacher. So I can see the transformations in the students, even just as, you know, somebody listening while you're, while you're giving lessons, I tend sometimes to show up a bit early because I do want to pick up on some of the other things that you're saying. That's what and you're yeah. doing, you punk. <laughs> and That's some, and some of my most favorite moments are when it's not about music and it's about other things. I know one day you pulled out, you know, the, what was that book, the book of life or history or something? Time chart history of the world. I love yes, that. I learned so much. Never mind my 13 year old. But yes, yes. Um, you know, yes. I he, we left and he was like, I don't think I understood half of what he was saying, but I did. So I got a lot of that day. But anyway, um, do you find like besides the gift of music, do you see your students having transformations right before you during your lessons? Have you witnessed your student transformations from their personal, like within their personal growth 
above above music, just feeling better about themselves and being less less quiet. I know that I've seen it in my son with you as his teacher, but have mm-hmm. you have you um, can you tell us maybe a story? Gosh, uh, I can go story after story after story. Um, some students that are very introverted and self implosive, like I used to be, learn a new sense of confidence and self, and they become a new person. They're, they're, it's, it's incredible. People, when they recognize they can be someone else on stage that's even a different character who they're in real life, all of a sudden the li- they become limitless where they might go. All of a sudden they start achieving in so many other areas in life. Uh, you want something really crazy. I was teaching a young child, uh, no, a young man, um, uh, low-functioning Asperger's, autistic, and, mm-hmm. and he looked like the typical low-functioning autistic person, nonverbal, walks in, very separated from the rest of the world, with the crazy hand gestures and the head bowed, and, and he would do, um, uh, somewhere out there beneath the pale moon, and that's as far as he went. And he'd play it again on the piano, somewhere out there beneath the pale moon, and, and then what I do is I complete this. That's the call aspect of the song. So I'd complete the call with the answer. Light, someone's thinking of me. And I'd watch as he'd leave. And he'd listen and he'd listen and he'd listen. And then I'd, and I'd template how he'd go. I have a very specific way of teaching Asperger's kids, which I'm not going to get deep into. But a long story short, at the end of two weeks of that, by the third, two or three weeks, by the third week or the next, next lesson, he comes in and he goes somewhere out there beneath the pale moon. And then he hit the right note, light, and it just the electricity went through my whole body. It was so electric. His worker was like through the roof because he had not done anything like that in years. And then to make things crazier, he actually completed the rest of the melody flawlessly right up to the bridge. Having never practiced it before, never played it before. He was expressing himself in ways that he'd never done before. And guess what? Shortly after that, he began speaking and speaking to me. And he hardly ever speaks to anyone. Phenomenal, very tangible, the the changes you see in some individuals. Others are more intangible, like the sense of confidences, and all of a sudden they're getting A's when they used to get C's. But nonetheless, there's been change after change after change, right down to individuals that thought they'd never be able to achieve anything than writing music and be able to tour, and, and then how they're impacting others. Uh, oh my gosh, it, it's it's one of the most rewarding jobs I could ever have i've had a lot of jobs in my life and and i tell you it's been worth it this is i wouldn't change it for anything so okay i wanted i wanted to ask you this before so do you have like other musicians in your family like did you grow up with music or 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 were you like the only one in your family like what what's the story behind yeah, yeah. Going back in time, my parents met in a choir. My grandparents met in a choir. My great grandparents met in a choir. I met my wife in massage therapy school, so I don't know what's wrong with me. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, very musical family. When when other kids would be listening to I don't know um, Raffi or Sharon Lawson Bram or something, I would mm-hmm. be spinning Tchaikovsky or um, or um, Nat King Cole, you know. And I'd just put on that LP and just let it let it. My I built speakers with my father, and and when when he died, I I inherited that his stereo system. And uh, to this day, you know, I go to that old Techniques turntable and I let it spin and I hear the crackle and I listen to that tonality that I cut my ears to as a child, you know. And that's that's really what made me a musician is that stereo system. And it's funny, it got damaged in a, in a flood at one time, the stereo, and the insurance company was going to throw it away and get us a whole new stereo. And my mom's like, no, oh. don't you dare, <laughs> because that is... 
You know, that is how I cut my ears. And I find no matter what the craft, we all spend time cutting our skills without practicing it necessarily. Artists spend forever looking and analyzing art before they, while they gain their expertise. You know, uh, people that love drama just love watching people act and, and, and admire that. And they learn from that before they even try it quite often. So, yeah, for sure. I've been doing music. By the time I was nine years old i had major orchestrations in my head like tchaikovsky mozart bach beethoven kind of pieces and i could not get it out of my head it was deafening um like it was infuriatingly like maddening deafening and thankfully i figured that that's what actually what culminated my uh three-line poem that's become so popular that summarizes my experience in music and it's simply my piano's my canvas my fingers my brush my soul paints the picture and that, yes, here's a piano in front of me that can do anything. My soul is just shouting either sorrow or joy or many things. I hear it, but how the heck do you get it out? And that's where I spent many, many years and many, many, many hours sorting that out. And it's nice to be able to just sit down in front of just about any instrument and just spontaneously create, draw out what I've heard in my head. It was a long journey, but well worth it. I don't know. I just like everything you say. I'm like, okay, listening to every word because I take so much value when you're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, so obviously you're crushing it right now. You're successful. You've accomplished so many things. What's next for you? I mean, there's lots of things going on. Can you tell us a little bit about what's, uh, what's happening? Boy. Oh, that's, that's a three hour dissertation. If I tried to condense it, um, <laughs> I know it's hard. well, there's so many things I juggle. Okay, so there's a school, the art schools, and, and the after school programs that we're doing is we're going to continue to grow. We're looking at trying to get new space to then get into uh, new disciplines and make that happen. Uh, there is the day school program, which we're looking at building the kindergarten, grade 12 school, of the arts. We already have parents ready to get their kids in. Uh, we're just looking at making those final details. We wanted to start this coming September, but COVID and other things have kind of put a wrench in things. We're working that through, uh, but that's happening. I also write artificial intelligence and algorithms and software so i have a software enterprise that's growing and business consulting that's growing and doubling on on the regular i have some major connections with uh, major industry people like disney and sony and universal studios that kind of stuff so i'm looking at i'm in the middle of launching a television show while also connecting with record labels to do a really cool software application which i can't tell you i could tell you but i didn't have to kill you um you know it's just it never i don't know that i i got a sailboat i'm looking forward to getting my sailboat out and taking friends out and maybe chartering it for a little tiny little thing and you still made time to come on here of course, man. Honestly, <laughs> I just see so can't. I, I just spent I just spent like six hours programming with no break. So I'm just thankful to not be looking at code at this moment as I get back into it later on this evening. But but no, I mean, there's no shortage of things. Uh, people ask me what I do for a living, and I try not to answer that question at least after the first question because it's always so complicated and if they ask me the second time it's like okay you really want to know and then i try to find a way to curtail it because there's no i'm never bored you know i take the same creativity that i put in music i put to solve artificial intelligence issues algorithm issues or or business development stuff uh, you know corporations contract me all the time to help them solve their problems find efficiencies be more creative market better it just goes on and on and on 
you know, I, I had a quick, uh, my last client, it was supposed to be a 20 minute meeting and an hour and 30 minutes later, they're still asking me questions. What can we do over here? How can we do this? Like, well, my gosh, we can go on forever, you know? So, so it's, that's a part of it. There's a really interesting, um, uh, Ted talks, uh, what was inside the mind of a musician. If you get, if you actually check that, it's a cute little five minute video animation thing. And, and it goes through how a musician's brain operates differently than the average person's brain, how we use both the left and right hemispheres evenly and how musicians, not to tell my, toot my own horn, but just in general, just the study show, they tend to breed a smarter individual. They tend to excel in more things in life. Uh, anyone in the performance arts naturally gets a bump up because you're, you lose your fear of others. And, but at the same time, there's something very specific about music as well that's really phenomenal. So the, the students say, well, the video says it all. So the students that I teach um, quite often is great watching them not only excel in music, but every other area. And, and as you say, I, I mentor your son. I mentor many others. There's uh, quite often parents come to me and say, Damien, I know you teach music or all the other things you do, but I just want you to teach my child. Just you have them for half an hour. Just nurture them. I'm like, OK, I get it. And you do that very, very well. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember one student years ago, she um, was terrible. She had to, she moved in from way another province in Canada. I don't want to be too specific or else people might be able to find her. And, um, and she walked, came home one day and saw her father dead on, dead on the couch and it wrecked her. She was not doing well, not at all. And that was one where, where the mom said, Damien, just teach my child, nurture my child. And so I did the best that I could. And now watching through that year as she grew and she got over the trauma and the pain, I helped her walk through some of those things. I'm not a counselor. I'm not, I don't formally counsel, even though many ask me to counsel. I'm doing that actually this Friday with another student. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, the, uh, and just watching her development is now she's unstoppable. She's truly unstoppable. She's a great vocalist. She's a great singer, of course, and a musician nonetheless. But at the same time, following different career paths that has nothing to do with music and landing it, just knocking it out of the park. And, and it's good to be a part of that. I can't take the credit for that. Um, but, you know, the mom often would say, my gosh, the things that, that is changing this young lady's life. Thank you so much. And to me, that's what it's all about. I'm teaching the person. Right. We're, we're not all mindless automaton robots that just need a chip installed in our brain and how to play. We are people. We have hearts. We have dreams. We have aspirations. We have pains. We have remorse. And, and if we, we can nurture that in, other, in, others, in each other and walk through life together, there's, there's no greater challenge and no greater trust than that one of my, I spent a one hour, uh, one hour lesson with one student just yesterday. Um, she needed to tune her cello and we spent, uh, whatever, 20 minutes tuning her cello. We spent 40 minutes talking <laughs> and the mom said, thank you so much for, for the conversation, the time you spend. And, uh, and she was there. I, I mean, I got nothing to hide. I always welcome all the parents to spend time in the room with me and we all gained together. And I said, you know, by asking me to nurture your, the learning of your child, there is no greater honor that you can bestow upon another person. I, I, I think I think the highest call, we, we say, oh, doctors and lawyers and all these people, politicians or whatever, are the most important people in the world. To me, the most important role a person can ever play is being placed in a position where you're expected to take care of someone else who cannot take care of themselves or to teach someone something they would not be able to learn on their own. Everything else falls second to that. So I know you gave us a, a very quick, you know, a very quick insight to all the projects you're doing, but I have to say one of the things I'm so happy about 
is that you've recently taken time out of your busy day to get back into music and to do some writing. So I have to have to mention this because I think you're so great. So I thought I learned, you, you know, I thought I knew a little bit about you. you oh, geez. So, knowing you for a couple of years now. But when I heard your new single, Holy Is Your Name, I learned a whole other side of you. And from the moment I heard it the first time, it just, you know, it spoke to me. And if it's okay with you, I wanted to drop some information in the show notes about, um, about your own music. There's no shortage of pieces that I've run that I've just never published, you know, and, and even I remember um, Madison, she sat down, I did an open mic. And then I normally I'm just messing around with my students during the lessons. I'm half singing, I'm, I'm writing terrible music. And, and during open mic, I actually brought it. I brought that world class voice, that world class performance. And she came after was like, I didn't know you could do that. I thought you just tortured people and taught them how to do that. I know you could do that on your own. And so, you know, it, it was nice. It's been very nice to um, produce Holy Is Your Name. And, and thankfully, I even worked with some of the world's top producers uh, to make it happen as well. And it's a pleasure working with them. Michael Jack being one and and um, uh, he goes by the name Briggsby making it too. I got to give credit where credit credit's due. Uh, and then I have many others that are queued up in my studio, but, but that, that I need to build. Actually, they're all sitting on rough on my, my, uh, my hard drive. But um, I'm now back on to many other things in life, like programming and teaching again. So I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to cut them. But I'm looking forward to cutting them. One of these days, I'll probably finally cut my LP. Only like 20 years late, but hey, better late than never. Yeah, I, I love everything that you write. It's just that one specific one. I know that a lot of the people that are listening do struggle with some mental health issues. And I think if they do listen to that, it will really... Um, it will really impact them, and I think they'll uh, they'll really appreciate the words and the music behind it. For sure, many people have called it a, a anthem of our generation. It just puts the passion of our hearts just forward, and, and allows us to say things that we might not be able to say too well on our own. It, it allows gives you a voice. At least that's what people have been telling me. It has given them a voice that they can just shout out and sing in their car as they cast their burdens and fears and everything. They lay it out on the table and they iron it out and, and have the strength to move again. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank heavens for you, Damien, in so many ways. I really appreciate you coming on today. It's an honor to be here. I'm glad to be here. And, and I look forward to teaching you guys again and teaching anybody else, whether it be online or face-to-face -face or even how to run a business better or get over depression. I'm more than happy to help however I can. I'm just a vessel that wants to help. So let me know. I'm here. Thank you so much. And through music, thank you for not making us feel invisible and for, you know, getting, helping the students get in touch with who they are and what they can become. So I really appreciate you coming on here today and speaking to mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Glad to be here and glad to have you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.